Welcome to A Brew and a Biscuit, a podcast for those who want to live a more intentional life and take a different path. I'm your host, Nicolette LaFonseca. Before we jump into the next episode, I really wanted to say a huge thank you for everybody who has taken the time to listen so far. I also want to take this opportunity to remind you about the competition that I am running to win a hamper. The hamper is filled with lots of delicious drinks for your brew and lots of yummy biscuits for the biscuit element. It also has a beautiful piece of artwork that was created by the lovely Java. To see the hamper in all its glory, just visit my Instagram, at Archie in the Rug. I'll leave that in the show notes. All you have to do to be in with a chance of winning, to be put into the draw, you have to rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you listen to it. If that is iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify, just leave me a rating, leave me a review. Then you just need to let me know that you've done that. You can do that by taking a screenshot or a photograph on your phone of the review send that to me at nicolettebrewpod at gmail.com or on Instagram as a DM that's at Archie in the rug and you will be put into the draw. I'll leave all these details written down in the show notes for you. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. It's all about relaxing. This episode we're going to be looking at 10 ways to relax and none of them involve the television so go and put the kettle on get yourself a brew grab yourself a biscuit and we're going to jump straight in did you have a hard day at work you feeling tired want to chill out why not sit in front of the tv well because actually in fact it's not that relaxing now i am not against tv I love watching things and I love great scripts and I love the occasional lousy script if I'm honest. I love looking at the cinematography. I like watching films. I like watching TV. It's it's fun to watch things and I do watch things but I engage in those things. I'm not watching TV to unwind because it doesn't help you unwind. If you want to watch TV you're watching TV to engage with what you're looking at and I know what you're going to start saying. Sometimes I watch that mind-numbing stuff just to switch off. Spoiler alert, it doesn't help you switch off. Okay, so we've just come out of 2020, the year of sitting at home and watching TV. The latest Nielsen report said that the average American logs just shy of six hours of TV a day. Most people claim that they put the TV on first thing. It's just something that they automatically do. People have it on in the background. So why isn't the TV relaxing, even if you're watching something that you think is relaxing? Well, for a start, what you are watching has loud, fast edits. And that is because we, as human beings, do not have long attention spans. And so you will notice that they will always change the scene, change what's happening, change the pace of something, because they're needing to grab your attention again. And this is true of even the most mundane things, even Great British Bake Off. You will also notice if you're watching a channel with adverts on that the adverts are very loud and intrusive and they're louder than the TV show on purpose. These things are triggering material and it's designed to keep you watching by 
holding you and spiking our stress hormones. So you might think that, okay, Nick, if you're watching a horror movie or an action film, then your serotonin, which is also present when we have a fight and flight syndrome, of course that's going to spike. But actually, a study by the American Psychological Association saw that people had these spikes in serotonin throughout their TV watching, no matter what they were watching, even if it was a cooking show. Just remember that streaming services want you watching. TV channels want you watching. Advertisers want you watching. Now, are you watching because you're choosing to engage in something or are you watching because you are being programmed? Oh, no pun, programs, programming, uh, never mind. Are you watching because you're being programmed to watch? Now, I'm going to watch how I say this next thing because it's a bit of a tongue twister, but in adults, habitual binge-watching binge binge is linked with depression, disturbed sleep and relationship breakdown. Just sitting in front of the TV and having mind-numbing conversations about whose turn it is to put the bin out or someone's dress on screen that you used to have one a little bit like that. So taking all of this into account, TV is not sounding like the best chill-down situation. And then we have the added factor of the fact that it omits blue light. And we all know that blue light is an issue. We now live in in homes where our evenings are lit and illuminated all the time and it throws our circadian rhythm out. A Harvard study suggested that this disruption to sleep has been linked to heart disease and obesity. So, now we've established that TV is something to engage with and not something to chill out with, what on earth can we do instead? Let me tell you. Suggestion number one, reading. Read a book. This is such a good way to do it. And I have a big book bet with ebooks and the Kindle things. And that's just my own personal book bear because I know that some of them have the no blue light thing. But I just love the tactility of an actual book and I like to sniff books. And that's not a fetish, it's just something I love to do. But honestly, you can read on, on a Kindle if you choose to. That's fine. I'm not going to judge you. Number two. Listen to the radio, an audiobook, or a podcast. It also means that you can pick up something else that's physical and do that alongside it without thinking that you need to keep looking up. Number three, colouring in or active meditation. Colouring in is something that's so meditative and active meditation is about being lost in that. You know, it's, it's all based in doodle therapy and it's something I'd love to talk about in depth in a, a different episode. Crafting. Again, like I suggested, this could be done alongside listening to the radio or an audiobook. Crafting, it could be knitting, you could be crocheting, you could be sewing or, you know, doing patchwork. And I know that I said in the, the last episode that you don't have to go cottagecore to be slow living, but this isn't about slow living. This is about finding ways for you to relax without turning that TV on. Number five, play cards or a board game. So you're not going to turn a computer game on now. And I love computer games. I'm a particular fan of tactics games. But you don't want to have that because the, you're going to go down the same blue light, flashing light, serotonin releasing vibe. What you want to do is do something physical without the TV, without the light. 
So playing cards or playing board games, that's the way to go. And I'm a gamer, both on uh, both computer and board games. But if you are not a big board gamer, please, please, please let me reassure you that we have gone way beyond Cluedo and Monopoly. And there are so many amazing games out there. You could look at um, Board Game Geek. I'll put the, the link to that on the show notes. Listening to music. Do you remember back when you were a student or you were in your 20s and you would just play tunes just for the sake of it? Just play some tunes. You can dance around in the kitchen or you can just lie on the sofa and lounge about and listen to them and look at the cover art. You can, you know, sit and do another activity such as, the, you know, the colouring in or the playing a board game. But you could also just get lost in the music. Number seven. Writing letters or cathartic writing. Wouldn't it be great to catch up on your correspondence? Again, after coming out of, you know, our COVID year and hopefully coming out of it this year, we have discovered that we are sociable beings as primates. We like being sociable and a lot of the communication has been lost and not everybody gets on board with the phone or Zoom and I've been writing letters again this year and it was uh, I encouraged my seven-year-old, he's only just turned seven, but he, he started writing letters to his friend and it's been a really lovely experience. And not only, you know, education for him without actually you know, overtly being educational, so that was quite tricksy, but he's really enjoyed having that connection and running to see when the postman comes if he was going to get a reply. And think of the joy that you have when you receive a letter and think about how happy you will make someone else to receive a letter that isn't a bill or cathartic writing. Sometimes it's good just to write things down and write journal pages. And it doesn't have to be great. You don't have to be, you know, a great diarist like Samuel Pepys. You just have to write stuff down. It's quite freeing to get things out of your head and on paper. Number eight, taking time over hygiene. I struggled with a snappy title for this, but let me digress. So often people will take a shower or have a bath and then hashtag it as self-care. That is just having a wash. And we should all be entitled to that. Although, you know, having a shower seems like a really elusive thing when you're a parent. But taking time to actually having a ritual of you know, filling a bath or having a really long shower or lighting some candles and faffing about putting lots of cream on afterwards and really indulging yourself, putting a face mask on from things you have in the kitchen. That is more relaxing than sitting and watching Bake Off, I promise you. Number nine, batch cooking. There's one thing that I never was fully prepared for because I love to cook. I used to work in recipe development is that Having to decide what everybody's eating morning, noon and night is really boring. But I still love to cook and actually batch cooking is something that is much more enjoyable to me and relaxing. And sometimes in the evening I will sit down and, and make tons and tons and tons of different types of filled pasta. And myself and my partner will sit there together and sometimes we'll just chat or sometimes we'll listen to an, an audiobook. And we've got all of this pasta in the freezer. So not only have we spent the evening having a really relaxing time and connecting again as a, as a couple, but we have also saved time in the long run by filling our freezer with this all these beautiful homemade foods. And especially with filled pasta, it's a great way to, to use up things. You know, if you've got 
that bit of spinach or those things that are, they're not going to last that much longer and you can make all these lovely fillings and make sure that you and your family are eating the best that you can provide. And number 10, just make sure there's no children listening, although I'm not going to be too rude, but having sex, okay, it's out there, it's something you can do and it's really relaxing. It's way more relaxing than TV. I always sleep better after sex. And if you live alone, let's all be honest with ourselves. You can still have sex. You don't have to have a partner to have a little bit of pleasure. And a funny story, it was only, I think I was 38 before I discovered that the phrase gilding the lily didn't mean buy yourself lady sex. It just means putting glitter on something that doesn't need glitter or something. I'm not very good at idioms. Anyway, there we go. 10 really far more relaxing and most of them are more enjoyable than watching rubbish telly. Just save your TV watching for the good stuff, the stuff that you really want to engage with and the rest of it can just be edited out of your life. I'm so glad that you tuned in for, it's quite a short episode of Brewing a Biscuit but I hope that it was an informative one. Please rate and review. We like the five star ones and we like when you subscribe and we love it when you tell your friends.